Hello everyone, this is Sean Moss and I'm your host for this episode of the Ross Local School District Podcast. Each episode, we will be learning together about a new topic, bringing in district leaders, students, staff, and parents to provide insight and discuss the choices and opportunities available at Ross Local Schools. It's a conversation about what we're doing here at Ross Local Schools and how we discover, aspire, and relate every day. All right, welcome back to another edition of the Ross Local School District Podcast. This is kind of a special edition. We don't have a co-host. I'm all by myself today. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing, right? I guess so. Yeah. So I have with me our um, president of the board and the vice president of the board. And we're going to talk today about some of your questions that the listeners have sent in to the administration regarding uh, the upcoming levy and some other information. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Mr. Sean Van Winkle is the president, and Mr. Andy Schnell, you're the vice president. Welcome, gentlemen. Yeah, thank you so thank much, you. Sean. You know, thank you for allowing us to come on, and, and we're excited uh, to, to talk a little bit about some of the things that are going on and coming up, obviously. But um, just just kind of a quick note, just so people understand, uh, Andy and I are both on the Board of Education, obviously, um, but we have no powers unless we're a complete board and Correct. sworn in so we're kind of giving our opinion it's not necessarily the entire board's opinion sometimes but we'll do the best we can to uh, represent them in the right way but as a board collectively is when you have your power but so individually we're going to be giving our opinions today and and the other thing i want to talk about is just the role and function of a board member is often misinterpreted by the public um, mm-hmm. sometimes absolutely um our our main job just to keep it real simple and andy can can chime in here but is we hire uh the superintendent and treasurer create board policy and do what we can to support them to run the school right essentially right we're not in the buildings day to day talking to principals or <laughs> elementary teachers or you know this is not a salaried position that me and him are in uh, you know we Absolutely. have we have real jobs uh besides keith kleinfelder he's a retired person so uh, other than that you know we get paid Keith actually hired me back at finnytown <laughs> there wow there i forgot go. he's on the board yeah, here yeah. yeah he's retired so you know no kidding yeah so um, what did i know, do wrong yeah, we get paid basically a hundred dollars a meeting so mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it's really not you know so i just a lot there's a lot of misinterpretation by the public that this is our full-time absolutely job and no, it's, it's really pretty not. much volunteer it pretty you much guys is. do it for yep. the love of the community yep. and the love of the school and absolutely and and you want to keep you know community involvement going so absolutely. yeah yep all right, so um, give me a little bit of background on you guys. You know, we talked about the fact that we're not you're not employees. Right. So, what do you do, Andy? You want to you want to field the first one? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, I'm a CPA and uh, vice president of corporate finance at Cincinnati Financial um, out there in Fairfield. Yeah, uh, spent my entire twenty almost twenty year career there. So, um, and then I've lived here in the community with uh, my family. We've been here since I think 2015, um, and I've got two kids both in raw schools okay. uh, one finishing up fourth grade and one uh finishing up sixth grade so and yeah finishing up in like literally in a couple, a couple of days, of days here, right yeah, yeah. yeah wow great all right how about yeah. you um i'm uh, owner operator of uh, husker cat llc it's a uh, property management uh company basically me and a, me and a, uh, my partner and and uh, we have 21 rental properties and we buy and wow. sell i do have a 
real estate license as well and um and do a little bit with that not a ton and do some appraisals with my real estate license and um you know the the thing about what's interesting about this is you know we both have kids in the district uh-huh. so i got uh, my daughter's at the intermediate school she's a fourth grader and uh, my son is a first grader at Morgan. So okay. And my wife, I don't know if did you talk, did you talk about Michelle? I, I did not. I'm going to talk about Amanda so that way Andy can get <laughs> no, in trouble. In trouble. <laughs> uh, but my wife is a physical therapist. Um, has her own office up in Oxford. Uh, we've been married 11 years. So wow, been married 11 years with two kids. Wow, great. So what made you guys run for the school board? Sure. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned, the kids in the district. Um, their public school education is something that's very important to me, like uh, most parents, and um, just felt my finance background uh, could be advantageous to the board and, mm-hmm. um, and kind of help lead the district into the future. Great. Yep. And uh, I, I coached for 25 years. Here at Ross? Uh, a lot of years were here at Ross. Okay. And, uh, and, and going through school, a lot of, parent, a lot of the uh, teachers were very influential to me. And, did you grow uh, up here in Ross? I did. I grew up in Ross, yeah. I graduated wow, great. here in 93. And um, so as I retired from coaching, I wanted to kind of give back to the community. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, you know, running for the school board and being supportive and not really having any hidden agendas other than just trying to make the district the best it can be right. is kind of the main reason I ran. Great. Because um, the school was so good to me as I was growing up. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I constantly hear that theme, you know, even from, from the, the principals that we've had on that have been here 20 and 30 years. A lot of the staff is, right. is, has grown up here, so that's great. Awesome. Okay, so uh, let's get into the bulk of it here, all right? Um, we had a, on last week's episode yep. our, our principal at Ross Intermediate, and we kind of touched on – that building we talked a lot about the history which was fascinating and so kind of explain to me gentlemen why did you open that building what was the need here or or not right uh, uh, i guess it was about a year and a half ago or probably almost two years now but um there were three really compelling reasons why we opened that building the first was uh, we we surveyed our community, our, our parents, to see if they would be interested in a tuition-based all-day kindergarten. And 70% of the parents replied, absolutely. Wow. So that was one of the reasons. And the second reason, uh, and, and with, the, with that, Sean, uh, this, this year we had 66 kids that signed up. And right now we have, set, as of yesterday, we have 76 signed up for next year. Wow. So it's really something that kind of took off. And we're Andy lived before here was Lakota and it was a lottery system yep. and yes. we're almost getting to that point to be honest mm-hmm. with you because you don't want to hire more teachers you want to be able to just fill the ones you have and the second reason was our middle school capacity oh um, the middle school was over uh, capacity by over 100 100 students um, we had people using custodial closets for offices and and, and it, wow. honestly, it just was it was getting to the point where it wasn't a safe building because of so many kids were mm-hmm. in that building. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing that's kind of the more educational piece was taking the fourth graders out of the elementary and the yeah. fifth graders out of the middle school and having that fourth and fifth grade model uh, together uh, educationally, uh, our administration was telling us was something that was was desperately big needed. difference fifth yeah. graders with eighth graders is a, is a tough absolutely deal. yeah I, I taught in a school system that that had that same setup and yeah it's it's rough they're not quite there yet yeah. to make that transition so that yeah. was a smart move guys really yeah. smart and, and you had mr rettinger on and, and the morale 
it, there was some anxiousness. Andy and I both have a kid there. Yep. So going, building up to that, that day that we had the open house, there were so many questions. The building's falling apart and this and that. And, and we even had some questions about it. And, and it just all came together. And they had, field, they had food trucks opening day. Yeah. And then I honestly, and Andy, you can tell me if you've heard different, I haven't heard a single parent complain it's all been 100 percent positive about that fantastic building. yeah and, and just my son's experience there i mean he, he has absolutely loved it i think it's probably been his best year uh in in his in his elementary no kidding uh, wow career. i mean he just it's flourished there it's been great um mr rettinger's doing a fantastic job all mm-hmm. the teachers there so mm-hmm. yeah number wise uh, to open that building that's a big question you know would you would you have opened that building if you knew the situation we're in now so all in all uh, it was about two hundred and fifty thousand to open that building, and it, it was mainly people. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to what we talked about with kindergarten, uh, we we charged that second half of the day, and we brought in one hundred forty five thousand. Oh, so, okay. So that kind of yeah helped yeah, offset yeah, some so of the cost. Yeah. Some and, and of it. To go clarify ahead, what you said there, the yep. two hundred fifty thousand out of our uh, general fund. General Correct. fund, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. yeah, yeah. Because the open the building and all that stuff is permanent improvement. Uh, fund. There's two different funds. Right. Yeah. You Can know. you explain that, Mr. Finance Guy? <laughs> yeah. So one thing, and I knew going in, but uh, um, accounting for, for schools and governments, it's, it's... It's a different world. It's a different world. It is uh, very complicated, but um, very simply, we have different funds. Those are funded from um, in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and... We've got money that goes to a permanent improvement fund, and we can only spend that on certain items. Correct. And that's basically to improve buildings and um, all of our facilities. We cannot take that money and go spend that on teacher salaries or anything else like that. So um, that's very— That's where your general fund money comes. That's where all your operational kind of stuff comes out of that general fund. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Great. So um, the, the cost to open up that building is not what— what led us to this levy because this levy is for our for our Great. general fund mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right so sean you've got a couple of other points that that we talked about that you you want to make about the the intermediate do you want to you want to hit back yeah, on that I'll, I'll come back towards Great. you in because okay. it's some news that uh, i just heard from mr rettinger so i want to use that i want to use some data points at the very end okay yep okay so let's let's piggyback then off of what you were talking about with permanent improvement and and general fund money. I know there's some questions about this bus garage and and, and why why did you build it? So can can you address that for us? Absolutely. So it's, you know similar concept that's coming out of the um, the uh, permanent improvement fund. Mm-hmm. Um, previous to that, we were renting space uh, at a cost of about forty two thousand dollars per year. We've been there since nineteen ninety five. Um, oh wow! <laughs> so it, it costs us about 1.3 million to build that garage. Um, I view that as a a long term financial win for for us as a district. Um, mm-hmm. We've got an agreement right now with Southwest Schools. They cover half of our operating costs associated with that. Um, they also pay us a rent fee on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd, I'd also add that from what we've seen in, at the previous location. Mm-hmm. Our buses were stored on top of um, gravel, so it which ex- was essentially oh. mud. Yes, so <laughs> it exposed them to the elements Absolutely. a lot more. So we had a lot of rust on the underside of our buses. Um, just in the short time that we've had that garage, we've seen vast improvement there. So we think it's, 
in addition to not, no longer paying rent, yeah, we're going to mm-hmm. extend the life of those of those mm-hmm. buses. So. Sean, I told you I had no hidden agenda when I got on the school board, and that's true. But the second I found out that we were renting, and the clip we were renting it at, and that's my business. I right. mean, that's how we make pretty good money. Me and my business partner. It just was not sound. It was not a sound thing for our school district to do. And uh, we had plenty of land here. Um, we did. We did make the decision to put the bus garage where it is now prior to the intermediate building decision but Mm. they're still next to each other it's not a big deal you go to most schools around here and the bus garages are next to buildings but you know going back to what andy said and you said earlier i can't express enough that the intermediate building and the bus garage are totally different than where we are right now with our levy right. situation. Right. I mean, it's it's permanent improvement money, and, and people are going to disagree. And I'm fine. That's that's great, and and everybody has their own opinion. But we're either, irregardless if those things happen, we're still in a situation we are unfortunately with our general fund the way sure. we are. Sure, agree. So that's a great lead into our next question about the there's there's a cost per pupil, and what that comes down to can you inform us of that so it's not just you get to send your kids and oh it's public school i get to go for free because even like some of the the parochial schools and your high-end high schools think oh well you know i'm paying tuition here and i'm paying there so there is a cost involved in educating every child and a lot of factors go into that what are those factors yeah so um the the cost per pupil formula that the uh, ohio department of education uses um, is pretty simple. You, you take our general fund operating expenses divided by the number of students. Okay. So that's going to include all of our teachers um, uh, and all the costs associated there, just day-to-day operation type stuff. Transportation. Transportation. Um, uh, and that's at the state level. That's not something you as a board decide and determine. That is given to you. You have to use that formula. That's the formula that everyone uses mm-hmm. and that we're compared to against everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in the most recent last m- most recent year, uh, our treasurer gave me a very specific number. Our number was eleven thousand four hundred seventy-two dollars and fourteen cents uh, per kid. Per kid. Yep. Um, so your two kids add. You yep. got to multiply that by t- by two. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, you know, compared to the rest of the state, we're about two thousand dollars below the state average. Um, below, below the state average, yes. Um, compared to local schools that we compare to academically, so you're talking Sycamores, um, Wyoming's, Madeira's, uh, hmm. where you know, from a test test score test score, excuse me, standpoint, uh, we compete with. Mm-hmm. Um, we are anywhere from two to six thousand dollars below them. Um, so, you know. I think we're getting a lot of bang for our buck. Absolutely. Um, and I would say traditionally we are even lower on the, the list than we are this year. Um, there's a little bit of uh, funny business going on with, with the COVID dollars right. and how those were just distributed. So how that works, again, this gets into uh, school funding and accounting, but um, it's not like those monies go get added to the general fund and then we pay expenses out of it instead you just pay expenses out of that off to the side so a lot of a lot of districts got a lot more money than we did and they were able to lower their um, average average cost per kid mm-hmm. because they were able to pay more expenses outside of the general fund so typically we're we're towards the bottom of Butler County um, wow and we, and we still are t- um, towards the bottom of Butler County um, but even but normally we're even a little bit lower yeah. 
Yeah, people use that COVID money to, and they had they a lot of districts around us received like Andy said much more than we did, and they were able to use that to offset a lot of stuff in their general fund, and uh, we we were really smart. And Andy, I, I remember the meeting when Andy said this with our COVID money is, we wanted to strategically use it. So in other words, we didn't want to create a position that when the money leaves. We got to keep. I was yeah. just going to ask yeah. that. Yes, and that was. Okay. Quick, I mean, you remember the meeting? Yeah. That was the first yeah. thing. Andy, Andy goes, "We can spend it however you guys recommend to the board, but here's my suggestion. This is the road you need to go down." And, and he kind of gave them great. Wow, that idea. So we have COVID money. We have cost per pupil. We have we have all of this stuff. Now let's 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 play some hardball here. Let's yeah. talk about this levy. Yep. Okay. Why are you doing it, yes. and what happens if it fails? So we'll, we'll do the 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 why first, if, okay. if you don't mind. And Andy, you want to kind of go into a little bit of that. Um, the the why is is um, I can jump in. Yeah, the dish, yeah, go yeah. Ahead. So so um, this is we're going to try to make this as simple as possible. Thank you. It's very <laughs> it's very difficult. Uh, go ahead. So I'll, I'll start with our just our total funding and yeah. where where do we get our money, right? Yep. So, um, in in the latest year, roughly these are rough numbers, but forty percent of our money came from property tax, forty percent came from state funding, and twenty percent came from our income tax. Um, prior to twenty nineteen, when the last when the income tax um, levy went up, it was closer to forty percent property, forty eight percent state, twelve percent mm-hmm. income. Um, the problem, the problem that's led us to where we are now, is a lack of increase in our state funding. Every year, our expenses go up. Uh, salaries, salaries mm-hmm. go up. Cost of mm-hmm. goods, everything. I mean, talking with the, with Mr. Frazier the other day, and we're looking at we looked at ten percent increase on health costs last year. Another ten percent right. next year. You know, so trying to keep up with those um, and our state funding. In 2014, we received $10.6 million. In 2021, we received $10.6 million. Now, that amount has varied over the year over year. Um, the last fu- formula that we had prior to the new one had us getting increases, but then they put this new increase in. I'm sorry, new, new formula. New formula, formula right. And they basically, all they have told us to this point is you're not going to receive less than you receive last year, but you're not going to receive more. So we're essentially going to be flat. Um, From seven years, yeah, right? It, if you do the math, you said 2014? 2014, we received $10.6 million. 2015, we received $10.6 million. So it did creep up over that time, but it's come back down. Um, and the, the, the problem also is that the state has not told us what that formula is. It's just, it's still a mystery. Imagine that. Yeah. Yes. So all they're, all they're telling us is the amount we're probably going to receive this year and then without much guidance going forward. Yeah. So when 40% of your revenue is stagnant and costs are going up, we don't have more widgets to sell. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, all we can do is either ask the community for more money to offset some of that or start cutting um, costs. 85% of our budget is people costs. Mm-hmm. So that means cutting people, which means cutting programming. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing um, that's interesting too, Sean, is there's those three pods of revenue. And the property tax one 
Okay. Let's just use that one for example. Okay. We don't have a lot of commercial property Correct. in our district. So a good number is like a 60-40, even 50-50 maybe, of commercial and individual homes. We're like 90-10 or 93-7. So that really puts a burden on the individual taxpayer mm-hmm. at home. Absolutely. Because we do not have commercial properties. Right. Right. And, you know, the thing going back to the budget, too, he's talking about we, 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 we get a biennial budget from the state, but the state makes us, by law, pass a five-year forecast. So we're trying to forecast five years, but we only get a budget every two, two years, years. Yeah. and it's a moving goalpost. Right. So it's really hard to plan, but that's why we've been real strategic on, you know, our cost and been really – uh, detailed with that so that brings us to the levy obviously right and you talked about right. that so uh, we we are going up for a levy um in august uh, august 2nd i believe yes and um a lot of people are asking what happens if this levy fails well a couple things leading up to that so in our june meeting we're having a special meeting it's on the website june uh, 3rd it's on a friday it's in the morning uh, we're going to be board approving two things uh, a fee schedule, and the fee schedule will be if the levy passes or if it fails. So two fee schedules. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So people will be really clear on what the, what the fees will look like if it passes, which they're not really going to change. It'll be pretty much what they were this year. And then if it fails, what's going to happen immediately August 3rd. And can you tell me a little bit what is a fee schedule? So every year the board approves fee schedules, everything from school fees to athletic fees to fine art fees, technology fees, technology fees all the different fees. Mm-hmm. And, we've, and we've done a really good job of examining those over the last, especially a couple of years, especially Andy's on the finance committee as well, but um, really looking at those. So the ones that are going to be impacted the most yeah. mm-hmm. um, are going to be probably, well, they are going to be the athletic fee. Um, the fine arts fee and what the athletic fee is pretty cut and dry. So you take, cause what we're trying to do with the fees is we cannot supplement from the general fund, the amount of money to run athletics and fine arts. It's going to have to be pretty much self self yep. self-supported. Mm-hmm. And so Jeremy, our, our treasurer has worked really hard on these numbers. Uh, our board meeting coming up next Thursday uh, May, whatever next twenty sixth, yeah. uh, we're having a work session six to seven, open to the public. Uh, that we're going to discuss this a little bit more prior to approving in June. Um, but some of the numbers that are just coming out, just rough numbers. So don't hold me on this because it's got to be board approved, right? Is athletics will go up to as much as eight hundred and twenty five dollars per kid per sport if it fails. If it fails, correct. Yes, if okay. it fails, that's what we're, we're going on. If it fails now, great. It'll go up to eight hundred and twenty five dollars, and they'll have, you know, certain deadlines they have to hit those numbers by mm-hmm. to get it all paid, all, all paid off. And, um, and go ahead. This year it's one hundred and fifty. This year it's one hundred and fifty. So yeah. Yeah. Pretty substantial increase, but yeah. um, to make that self-sufficient. And, and, Sean, these numbers I'm giving you right now are, are rough, but they're pretty close. Um, the fine arts, the band participation fee will go up to $140. The choir and uh, pure harmony, same thing, $140. Middle school choir, middle school band, $140. Those are the numbers they're looking at. Um, so there'll be open discussion at our board meeting about these where, where we can ask some detailed questions to Jeremy and to Chad and how did you derive, derive these numbers? 
what's the oversight of who's collecting it, those type things. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to make sure we brought that out just a little bit today in our podcast. Great. The other thing we're going to board approve in June 3rd is to go on the ballot in November. So you're thinking, why in the world would you do that? Okay, so it's all about timing. Okay, so when when you have to, when you go on to the uh, the ballot through the the Butler County Board of Elections, you have to pass resolutions, you know, mm-hmm. sixty days, ninety days ahead of time things, and um, so we're going to be passing that resolution to go on the on the ballot in November. If the levy fails in August, we're going to go right back in November. And so the question you're going to ask me right now is, <laughs> will the millage go up? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And then the other thing I want to make sure that we're, this is going nowhere. The, this levy uh, for, uh, for raw schools will be on every single ballot until it passes. That's unfortunately, that's where we are. Um, the millage will not change in November. It'll still be 7.9 mils. But when we go into the next year, which would be May. Right. It goes up pretty drastically, and again, Jeremy would have to because you've already lost six months of funding. Correct, and so then, that's got to get tacked yeah. in. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, mm-hmm. correct. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, I just wanted to make sure we were clear on that. But you know, the ask, I, Little Miami is what everybody keeps bringing up, and mm. uh, my, one of my best friends was the head basketball coach when Little Miami was sitting in the same position we are today. Their first ask uh, for their community is like in 08, was seven point one mils. Okay, and it, it bombed. Right, it failed. I remember that. Then it failed four more times, and then it finally passed after the state took over and all these other things. And the final pass was thirteen point nine mils. So it's 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 one of those things where none of us like the situation we're in right now, but we have to address it, and um, it's very frustrating. And you know, I lived it in Lakota when I coached basketball when the participation fees went up to six hundred and fifty dollars. And then, um, you know, my friends have lived it out in Little Miami. So uh, we're in a tough spot. And, mm-hmm. I, and we both, Andy and I both understand that there's a lot of frustration around this. And we totally Absolutely. get it. We totally get Absolutely. it. Absolutely. But we have to address it because if we don't, Sean, the state comes state in and comes starts in. telling us. And, and just to be perfectly honest, I mean, I love art, music, gym class, band. Those things go away. You start failing these sport, these uh, levies. It's bare bones education and, and you, transportation, even everything. If the, if the you, state comes in, yes. you're gonna they're gonna strip yeah. you of everything and, our, and, and our set band, you back to basically our band one. is a superior band. Mm-hmm. Has been for many many years. Show our choir. show choir is unreal. Our numbers are through the roof. Mm-hmm. Our athletics, which is where my head is a lot of times, we're in the all sports trophy every year and running for that. That means all of our athletic groups are good, not just our football team or our basketball. It's everybody. So this is a lot of this is 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 on the line, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. it's very unfortunate, but that's where we are. So, were any concessions made by the school district when when you're looking at this kind of stuff? Absolutely. Um, you know, we over the last two years um, we've cut roughly 1.3 million dollars. Um, uh, I, I know we made some cuts. What month was that, Sean? Uh, a couple months back, we did it. We did it early because of hiring season. Yep. Yeah, um, heading into the 22-23 um, season. But those were more public cuts, I'd say, um, because we were actually cutting people. What we've what we've tried to do is, as we've lost people through attrition, retirement, um, teachers moving to another district, is every one of those positions um, try to be very strategic about it and 
Do we need to replace them? How can we shuffle the cards to still be able to provide the same level of education to our students um, with, without necessarily uh, just doing a full replace on, on that head count and, and been very strategic on how to do that? Great. Okay. So um, the Burns Farm <laughs> development. Yeah. Hot talk topic. to me about, yeah, yeah talk to me topic. about that. Well, um, you know, it's a, it's a 350 acres right across the street from Elda Elementary. Um, it's been about two and a half years now or two years. Uh, a gentleman's been trying to purchase that property. And a lot of um, people are wondering why the school is involved with this in some ways. And so basically, um, the school is involved because of some, some taxation that's going to be on that property if this gentleman develops the way he wants to develop it okay and so we met with our lawyer a couple years ago and said you know mr Rui, um they want to sit down and talk to us about this property and he he said absolutely be at the table you know you as a district you should be at the table and try to work through certain things so some of the things we worked through is a development agreement and a school compensation agreement and those things are are basically used with the TIF money that they are going to have on this specific property, no other land, that 350 acres on that specific property. It, it's <laughs> development. It, it helps build development. Right. Yes. You right. know, it helps support the development because there's going to be a lot of infrastructure. Um, there's going to be, they're going to have to change the way they do roads down in front of Elda. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of water lines and sewage lines mm-hmm. and all that. And so they're trying to get this specific taxation to pay for some of that development yeah and and as well so we've been at the table the entire time um and and right now it's our our, for us we're kind of finished with the conversation okay until until they until it actually properties purchased Mm -hmm. you know one really quick rumor was that we were going to give elda land and building to this uh specific person that's not true (laughs) the board has not approved anything like that we would not give up a working building unless a building was paid for Mm -hmm. (laughs) because Mm -hmm. we don't want to go back to the people and ask for money to build a building so that's not that's not even in the works but until that building's purchased or until that uh, land is purchased sean that that whole process for us as far as our uh influence is is kind of on hold okay So we're going to pause here for a second. I want to come back to question number nine. Do you guys, do you want to yeah. continue yeah. on that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry about that. Right. No, no. I kind of jumped a little bit of ahead because I wanted, I felt that that was a better lead into your yeah. TIF question yeah. Yeah. there. Okay. So we're coming back in three, two. So Andy, tell me a little bit more about some of these specific cuts that have already been made over the last couple of years. Yeah, sure. So, um, and, and, our, our treasurer, Mr. Fraser, he can provide. If, if anybody really wants to know specific, specific cuts, I'm not going to read a list. And I think there's documents out there on yeah, the website yeah. even that they've been very yeah. transparent yeah. about. Uh, yeah. But ultimately, those those cuts have affected um, Morgan, Elda, the middle school, mm-hmm. the high school. So across across all the boards, it's, it's affected teaching staff, um, counselors, and our administration. So, so we, that's your salary and benefits cuts oh, yeah. that you've made yes. there. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we're trying to, it's not just one area we're trying to cut, anything like that. We are trying to be very strategic across the entire organization, figure out where we can move different ships as, as vacancies come about so that, um, 
so that uh, we're not just spending needlessly. Right. Um, and they're not taken lightly. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's 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 lots of conversations with upper administration because um, ultimately they're going to you know they're going to bring it to the board and say this is what we suggest we do. So prior to that, we challenge them to really vet it to meet with the principals and meet with and it was it was a lot of different conversations and the thing that that we are to the point where we are now is we feel like we haven't cut real hard into the educational process yet yeah and that's important because um, dr kunkel did not want to do that uh, we want to we want our community to have the ability to vote for a levy and with full understanding of what it means um, prior to us you know, really digging deep into some cuts. And it's not really cuts. My understanding from what I've through been hearing through yeah. the, yeah, it's it's attrition and it's other cost-saving things and some transfers. Like when you when you did the, the, the intermediate school, mm -hmm. some folks transferred over there to, yep. to help you ease those kinds of things yep. too. So it's not like you just went on and hired a whole bunch of people for the yeah. intermediate yeah. school. You're, you're looking at cost savings like any good business operation. Yeah, we lost our bus transportation director for, through retirement. Mm -hmm. uh, she was awesome. She was here for many, many years. And as soon as her position was open, Dr. Kunkel and, and Steve Castaner said, okay, maybe we can combine some positions here. Mm -hmm. And so they did that. And th so all those things, every single – and, Sean, I'm not degrading any position, whether it's a custodial position or a superintendent position. Mm -hmm. Every time something comes open, they look at it in many, many different mm -hmm. ways. Mm -hmm. and, and I'll also point out that – we will continue to do that. We're not Absolutely. we're not going to this levy and then just thinking we're opening up the checkbook here. I was just going to ask that. Yeah, what what do you if when you get the levy, yep. you're not just going to sit back, put your feet up on the desk, and rest on your laurels. Absolutely, this not. is an ongoing process for you guys. It is great. And, and, and to Andy's point, you know the budget through the state of Ohio is a it's a the goalpost changes all the mm -hmm. time anyway. So you have to be very very good with how you budget things especially when you're when they force you to think five years out they do you have but to pass you're that. only being told like here's your money for next year yes yeah yeah, yeah. and we're not doing anything we're not asking and the ask is 7.9 mils i believe and that was hard to come to um because we, we don't want to ask for more than we need but we don't want to be back a year from now mm -hmm. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. so it was really we've really vetted that through we're not it, there's some districts, Wyoming and Madeira's, where they're asking every two to three years small increments yep. to grow their district, to get more technology, to get more class offerings. I would love to get there, but we're not even close to being there right now. But we're doing it. We're, we're trying to keep what we have established now, and it's not going to be we're going to add a bunch of positions. Is it fair to say that another that one of the th reasons you're going for this levy as well is to – to stave off the state coming in correct yeah because the, there's there's a process we received a letter right you know in, back in, in Jer december january yeah, mm -hmm. and jeremy and, and and we made a lot of uh cuts or, or changes or whatever to try to get out of that status but there's there's a, it's like a three-tiered process and when you get down to the third tier the state comes in and they, they start telling you that you're not going to be doing this. You're not going to be doing that. And that's what happened to Little Miami. And quite frankly, that community prior to all this going down was a lot like ours. Yes. And it destroyed, it destroyed the community. Their, their house market uh, just plummeted. Uh, the, my, my buddy was the head basketball coach. Uh, 
they won the league in eighth grade in basketball, had 11 kids. Eight of them went to private schools after winning the league because it just really it, it, it destroys your district. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we got that letter back in November, yep. um, put in the changes, got out of that fiscal caution. Yep. Oh, good. Uh, good. But if we fail the levy, when we file our next budget in November, we're going to go right back into right. it. And yes. then we're going to have to go through a round good of cuts again. So it's mm-hmm. it's going to be this continuous thing. If, uh, if we can't dog chasing his tail. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, gentlemen, that's really informative. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. And we tried to and be, and before we close real quick. Mm-hmm. We tried to hit as many questions as we could that people sent in or that we're hearing. The thing that I will say is that Jeremy Frazier and Chad Kunkel have an open door policy. I just talked to Mr. Yeah. Frazier on my way here to confirm the, the kindergarten numbers, and he had just got off the phone with a lady and spent 40 minutes with her, an elderly lady that owns a farm, and just trying to walk through the the, the county auditor's site, what it would be to her, and, and so on and so forth. But if we miss something, please email the same email we put out there. It's the info email that's on our website. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll do the best we can um, to, and if you can, email those two, um, either Jeremy or Dr. Kunkel. So if we missed a question or missed something that you really need an answer to, don't hesitate to reach out to those guys. Great. And, and again, these questions did come from the folks yeah, in the community. Yeah, yep, yep. These aren't something that you guys planted and, no. <laughs> and went, okay, we only want to address this. I don't want to this... talk about the Burns Farm ever again. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a question, yeah. and, and we felt like And that's great. And it. I think, again, what I through this whole process of the podcasts and everything, I, I think you, all of you, the administration, leadership, Everybody's been very transparent about this, and I think you all need to be applauded for that. I appreciate it. Because that's, it's a tough spot to be in, mm-hmm. especially when you're not paid and, <laughs> and you, you're doing this out of the, the love of your community right. and, and stuff. So I think to be able to stand there and, and put yourselves out there and say, this is what it is, folks. Yeah. I think that's very important. Um, so congratulations on that. So um, as we, we're getting close on our time here, what, what, how would you like to close this wrap up for us? Andy, you want to start with that? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I, I kind of touched on it before, but when you know, I joined this board in 2020 um, from a finance angle, just because that's my background. And um, I was instantly surprised at how lean – uh, from a financial wow. standpoint that, that this district was run, um, just scrutinizing every expense um, constantly. Um, in 2020, we hired uh, Dr. Conkle. In 2021, we hired uh, Mr. Frazier. Um, I feel the current administration is, it's, it's, even, it's way beyond even what we were doing when I first joined the board. Um, just carefully looking at every dollar um, not only in the short term, but the long term uh, vision of, of, of the uh, district. And that's kind of where some of our decisions have been made. You know, sometimes it's painful to, in the short term, to get to a, a long term benefit. Um, I meet monthly with Mr. Frazier and Dr. Conkle for our finance committee. Um, mm. Sean and I are both on a facilities committee, um, where, and this happened prior to me joining um, the facilities committee, but they have now developed a, a long term plan for. For how we should spend those permanent improvement oh, dollars, ten-year permanent improvement plan, and which we've never had before. Sorry, Andy. No, go you. jump in. But we've never had, and everybody's like, "Why don't you guys have a plan?" We didn't have the money. We didn't have the money, so there was some inside millage we worked with a few years back, 
and now we're getting a little bit more money into our permanent permit plan, and uh, we have a ten-year plan. Great, um, and, and Mr. Frazier, awesome, and that's scrutinized every every month, monthly. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Um, so, but in the end, I just like to say, you know, I, I wholeheartedly believe that the situation we're in right now is not a uh, spending problem; it's a revenue problem. Um, the, the the increases in expenses uh, are just outpacing the revenue that we're receiving. Mm -hmm. So we can, it can go two ways. We can either continue to cut um, those expenses, which means people, which means uh, education programs, or we can ask the community for um, some additional funding. Okay. Sean? You know, I, I've been thinking about this in closing. You know, the one thing that I, I want people in Ross to understand is when they walk in that booth and exactly what does a yes mean, what does a no mean. And I think it's extremely important that we as a district do the best we can to educate people so they know what does a yes mean, what does a no mean when this levy comes up. A yes means we're going to remain Ross. Uh, our Ross School District is the hub of our community. Everybody tells you that. Uh, you come by here anytime throughout the week. The Absolutely. entire community, this, this, we are very, very proud of this. And a yes means a continuation of this. And I'm going to hit a couple things. Okay. A continuation of our high school being the highest performing index high school in all of Butler County, the highest graduation rate in Butler County. Our middle school just recently, Ohio Department of Education, listed schools in Butler County ranked by performance index, and the Ross Middle School was the only middle school in the top ten. Uh, another thing, what does this mean? Here's the, here's the new news, Sean, with the intermediate. Just got this fresh from Mr. <laughs> Out off the press. We talked about reasons why we opened up RIS, mm -hmm. overcapacity at the middle school, opportunity for kindergarten. But the educational part that was unknown, you know. True. So right. I'm happy to announce that our fifth grade math uh, science air test scores came out this past week and both school scores are the highest they've been in the past five years wow and uh so that's i'm sure amazing. mr rettinger is going to be walking around uh touting <laughs> that but that's important that's that what is you're very important as you should as you should. should yeah morgan elementary where my uh, son goes and where andy's kids went uh, it's the highest achieving elementary in all of Butler County. Wow. You're talking about 100 elementaries in Butler County. Hamilton's got 12. Lakota's got 14. So you add them all up. And we are Morgan Elementary is the number one highest achieving elementary Fantastic. in all of Butler County. Elders ranked fifth in that index as well. And that's, that's a huge – I mean, again, there's 100 of them. Elders fifth. Uh, and then not – and we hit on earlier, our fine arts and sports mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. are just amazing. So – the other thing is, is, is if you vote yes, know what you're voting on. Okay, this is, this is important. It, this is a property tax levy. So where do you get that number if you're looking, if you're Sean Moss and you're looking at your tax thing? It's not your real estate market value. And that's where a lot of people are confused. So you have to go to the Butler County Auditor's website and look at your assessed home value, which is drastically lower than your real estate market value. For example, my house, real estate wise, is worth between four and four hundred fifty thousand. It's assessed for two twenty eight, I think. 
So that's where they derive that number. Okay. It's the assessed value, which is a huge difference. And again, Jeremy Frazier, our treasurer, can walk you through that. So you know what a yes vote means. It means all the stuff we're doing to remain Ross and exactly what it's going to do to your taxes, which I think is very, very important. And a no vote we talked about. Mm-hmm. It's going to drastically change our community, and it'll, it'll happen August 3rd. Um, if, if it's voted down, uh, the fee schedule will go into place, and then immediately, immediately for, the, for the start of the school immediately, year. Immediately, uh, 100%, and, and that's exactly what a no means. So, again, our, our superintendent and treasurer, open book, open door. Uh, you know, you often hear people, you know, they need opener books. Our books are wide open. For anybody that wants any information they want, they just need to call Jeremy Frazier or Dr. Kunkel, and they'll give it to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just with that being said, Sean, just want to do some quick thank yous uh, to our administration, uh, Dr. Kunkel, Jeremy Frazier, and Steve Castader, along with all of our administrators and our building-level staff and the uh, Vote Yes for Ross committee that's formed and on Facebook mm. now. Okay, want to thank all of them. Please follow uh, their website, they're going to put out a lot of information and correspondence. And if you go to the Ross Rams website, there's a financial tab there. Yes, that there is. I look at it. Of, yep, it's right a lot there. of documents. So, um, again, we I have faith in this community. I, I grew up here. This this school district means the world to me. And I have faith that, that people are going to step up and, and really continue to support Ross so we don't go down that bad path. Fantastic. And again, if you've got questions based on this podcast, yeah. feel free to to shoot us an email. Um, all the information is right there on the on the homepage. You can you can just grab that stuff right there. I'm looking at it right now. So, gentlemen, I want to thank you very much. This has been very informative. I appreciate again your volunteering to step up as and be board members and and come in and answer these questions that the public and the community have posted. Um, so that again, we're we're keeping this open and transparent as best as possible. So if you've got any questions for the board you've got a couple of meetings coming up all that information is on the website you can check it out there and we're going to film our meeting starting next week oh great Uh, that was asked of us we're going to film them i did not Uh, know that we uh, (laughs) have i I just talked to mr baker or or robin baker before i walked in here and and he's got it set up they're not going to be live but they're going to be uploaded to youtube the youtube channel immediately afterwards um they're working through some of that stuff now but yeah so we're gonna uh fantastic just Great. in case people can't come to the meetings, we're gonna we're gonna uh, film the work session from six to seven, which is a lot of open dialogue, and then the meeting, which has pre and I, and honestly, Sean, we have presentations all the time with students, yeah. Yeah, and I wish fun. more people could see them. They're fun, and I think yeah. it, like we had an intermediate building, Latin, you know, Mr. Rettinger, and he brought his student council, and I came home and told my wife it was awesome. So now she's gonna have the ability to jump on and see these student Again, presentations. Yep. And just keep keep it being involved. Absolutely. Keep being involved. All right. So, Sean, Andy, thank you very much. Appreciate it, and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. That brings us to the end of this episode. We hope you found this episode informative, entertaining, and beneficial to you. As always, thanks for listening to the Ross Local School District podcast. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to come back in two weeks for our next episode. 
Be sure to follow the school district on social media, Facebook, and our new Twitter account at InfoRLSD. Until then, this is Sean Moss, and don't forget, discover, aspire, and relate every day. This podcast was created by the Ross Local School District. It was produced and recorded at Ross High School.